Joining us now is Dr. Greg Mattingly. He's a board-certified psychiatrist, I should say, in adult and adolescence. And he's joining us right now. And the medication shortages have caused uh, patients to search for new treatments and new options. I'm wondering, first of all, uh, I thought ADHD was just really uh, diagnosed just for children, but it's expanded to adults. How severe is the shortage right now, Dr. Mattingly? You know, it's, it's been a mess for our patients, to be quite honest with you. You know, here in Missouri, but all across the country, we see the same thing, is that, you know, our patients with ADHD have run into kind of a roadblock finding their medications. So patients calling one pharmacy to another pharmacy, trying to say, do you have my medicine? And pharmacists are so frustrated. They say, we don't know when we're going to be getting some of these medicines back in supply. It's interesting that the stats say that nearly 1 in 10 American children and teens have been diagnosed with ADHD. For those who don't know, can you give us a clinical definition, maybe in layman's terms, what ADHD is? Sure. So it's attention deficit disorder. And it's those kids or adults that get distracted. They get forgetful. They have a hard time staying focused. And when they're young, they tend to be kind of restless. Um, One of the things that we didn't used to realize is that for most of our kids, it's not going to go away. They're still going to have a version of that as they grow into adulthood. So what does ADHD look like for a university student? What does it look like for a mom who's trying to manage her kids as she has ADHD? And how does it affect you in your daily life? Wow. So how does it show up with adults? Is this a reason why some adults are fired from their jobs because of ADHD? You know, it can be. You know, if you have ADHD, it's hard to focus. It's easy to get distracted. It's easy to make an impulsive mistake, um, and you may not be as efficient because you're not focusing as well as you should. And for the patient, for the individual, it can be really frustrating. I know that I'm a little zoned out. I know that I don't focus as well as the people around me. I know I'm getting in trouble for being distracted, and I'm trying to focus. So no one asks to have ADHD. No kid wakes up asking to have it. No adult wakes up asking to have this. But the good news is we have some very effective treatments for those people that are ha- having ADHD. Well, we're, we're being combated with, uh, there's a drug for this, there's a remedy for that. Are we an over-medicated society, or is this something that we really need to focus on? And how do we know, should we go to the doctor to say, you know, I was a little anxious yesterday, do I have ADHD? Yeah, it's a great question. And I'm like you, you know, I don't want to be taking any medicine if I don't need that medicine. But this is a place that when you truly have ADHD, the right treatment can make a world of improvement for you. So it can make improvements, you know, how you do occupationally. It can make improvements how you're just doing emotionally because you're not as frustrated and as overwhelmed. So I think working with your clinician to find treatment options that are available. And we've really had a shift from moving to taking medicines multiple times a day and whenever I think I need them to taking something that's once a day that's just smooth and consistent Mm -hmm. so it helps to meet my needs to ADHD. Do you think COVID-19 has exacerbated the instances of ADHD to make it uh, come forward more than it might have otherwise? I I think it has. And I think the digital world that we're all in is brought to the forefront. If you have a hard time concentrating, if you get distracted, you know, our jobs right now depend on cognitive capital. So we live in a digital world where if you're having cognitive issues and problems with distraction, maybe you had those when you were a kid and you kind of managed to cope with it, but now they're coming to the forefront and you're overwhelmed with them. We see more people coming in for help and bringing their kids in for help as well. Where do we go for treatment? What are the treatments out there? And what should we do if we suspect that uh, our our 
children have it or the parents themselves may have it or just individuals in general? So, once again, treatments, there's a variety of them. We tend to be a fan these days of the once-a-day long-acting stimulants or non-stimulants. Mm-hmm. We have a couple of non-stimulants. Atomoxetine and Kelbri are approved for adults with ADHD, so it's not always a stimulant option. If you want to learn more about ADHD, you can go to the organization that I'm the president-elect of. It's the American Professional Society for ADHD and Related Disorders, APSARD, APSARD.org. It's a group of clinicians, teachers, educators from all across the country that really talk about where is ADHD, what does it mean, what does it mean in our lives. There's another group of patients out there called CHAD. It's a a patient support group, um, and they make a magazine every month called Attitude. That's a great resource for a lot of people out there. Wow. Well, thanks for enlightening us on on ADHD. I thought uh, it was just uh, relegated to children, but uh, you really opened our eyes to how prevalent this is in our society, and you've also given us some ideas of remedies. Dr. Manley, I can't thank you enough for being with us this morning and sharing your thoughts and your ideas and remedies for this uh, pervasive disease. Thanks for being with us. Take care. You too.